Want to teach your kids financial literacy, but not sure where to start? Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. This is a Vault Studios production. I'm Reed Redmond. I'm Spencer Brudig. I'm Will Johnson. This show contains graphic material and is meant for mature audiences. This week on True Crime Chronicles. I just, it makes me really sad that the last time I saw her was at Cheer. The phone ringing off the hook at the state attorney's office, not just from adults, but from teenagers calling and requesting that he be charged as an adult. 13-year-old Tristan Bailey was last seen alive in the early morning hours of May 9th. She was close to home, a Jacksonville, Florida suburb called Durban Crossing in St. John's County. Jessica Clark is a reporter at First Coast News in Jacksonville. Durban Crossing is in the northwest part of St. John's County. It is an upper middle class neighborhood. A lot of people move to St. John's County and live in the northern part of the county so they can go to work in Jacksonville, which is to the north, but then have their children attend the number one school district in Florida, which is in St. John's County. So it's kind of a bedroom community for Jacksonville. At 10 a.m. on that Sunday morning, Tristan's parents reported her missing. Almost immediately, the St. John's County Sheriff's Office went to work trying to find her. And then the community started going out and looking for her as well. The St. John's County Sheriff even said there were moms with their children in their church clothes walking the wood lines trying to help find her. But then that Sunday evening news came in. A body had been found. According to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office, there was a man, and he was also helping with the search. He started looking into some woods near where either he jogs or near where he lives, and he found her body in the woods. Um, I remember our crew was there um, doing live reports when we got the word that, okay, the search is being called off. And so it was that evening um, when the Sheriff's Office, it seems like, realized, okay, We think this is her body that has been found, and um, we don't need people out and about anymore. As it turns out, according to the St. John's County Sheriff's Office, Tristan and another middle school student had been spotted on surveillance video before her disappearance. Around the amenity center, one of the two amenity centers there. And that was shortly after 1 a.m. Sunday, Mother's Day. They were walking away from the amenity center, and then... The next time they're seen on surveillance tape is actually from one of the homes on a road and they're seen walking in a particular direction. And um, that was about a half hour later. So it wasn't quite 2 a.m. And then maybe two hours after they were seen on that home surveillance footage, Aiden was seen walking the opposite direction alone. So what happened in that two-hour time frame? We're not sure. There's a lot of speculation that there was another person or, an, or more friends 
who were out with these two that night, but we're not hearing specifics about that from the St. Johns County Sheriff's Office right now. And the next day, on Monday, May 10th, the St. Johns County Sheriff's Office held a press conference, first confirming the discovery and identification of Tristan's body. Located by a, a person in the neighborhood, a citizen in the neighborhood, and actually called 911, called the Sheriff's Office. We went out there and actually um, processed the body and recovered the body. But that wasn't the only news on that Monday morning. Since then, we actually have arrested a suspect by the name of Aiden Fucci, F-U-C-C-I, 14-year-old. Um, uh, he's currently in custody with the Department of Juvenile Justice, charged with second-degree murder. Again, that second-degree murder case and charge came up with the corroboration of us, the Office of the State Attorney, and our investigative team. Um, I will tell you this, uh, this is a long process. We're in the very early stages of this. I think it's important that we actually put out that the suspect is in custody as we speak. There are no further threats um, to this particular case. And with that being said, again, this is a time for us to work with Tristan Bailey's family to make sure that um, they are, have all the information way before you have the information. That's how we do business here in the St. Johns County Sheriff's Office. I mean, justice is being served. However, we know the, the, the community is angry. This is a very tight-knit community in St. Johns County. Um, and there's great families up there. So this, they've taken this personal. So again, all we can simply do is we ask, and I'm glad you said that too as well, is that let this case go through the process and go through the system. Let us do our jobs. Let the medical examiners do their job. And let the state attorney's office prosecute this case. So I'm glad you brought that up. And please uh, allow us time to do this. Uh, and again, let's not accuse people uh, inaccurately. We have the suspect in custody and we cannot bring Tristan back. So we, again, we don't want to uh, make this case in what it already is. It's bad enough as it is. So thank you. We've just had the press conference live on our air. The St. Johns County Sheriff's Office says they have arrested a suspect in the death of 13-year-old Tristan Bailey, whose body was found Sunday evening. 14-year-old. 14-year-old Aiden Fucci was arrested on second-degree murder charges, and Bailey was last seen in the Durban Crossing Amenity Center around 1 a.m. Sunday morning before the search was called off last night when deputies found her body. When I was in that press conference and I heard the age of the suspect, 14 years old, I mean, my jaw dropped. I, it, truly. I, and then, you know, I'm going around the neighborhood and a mother allows her son to talk to me, and he looks like a little kid, and he's 13, and he's the same age as the victim. And you just go, what in the world? 14-year-old Aiden Fucci charged with second-degree murder when it comes to Tristan Bailey. Now, they just wrapped up the press conference here at the sheriff's office where Sheriff Robert Hardwick was speaking about us. He says that Aiden is the only suspect that the two went to the same school. Of course, we know that's Patriot Oaks Academy. They have extra grief counselors there today. Tristan was found in a wooded area that she was clothed, that someone who lived in that area, heard about what was going on, and found her over by his subdivision, that is by Durban Crossings. Now, we asked about conversations between Aiden and Tristan and what the link is, and the sheriff says that just because something's on social media doesn't mean it's true, but he said that, again, it's in the early stages. We also asked, why second-degree murder? And he says that that's looking into the facts that they have right now. That's what they decided to go with, and he said that that can always go up, that they can always increase that. Now, he's not giving the cause of death and says that once the medical examiner completes what they have, they will share that with the family and then they will decide if they're going to bring that back 
publicly and speak about what the cause of death is with the public. As for weapons, he says in the early stages, but he does say that justice is being served and does tell people who are angry, especially to let it go through the process that they are all working hard to investigate this. Since that press conference, we've learned more about the cause of Tristan's death. So the medical examiner's report has not been released, but the but the St. John's County Sheriff's Office has released information from the medical examiner's office. And that is the cause of death is homicide and that she had sharp force trauma and she had significant trauma to the head and trauma elsewhere on the body. The cause of death is stabbing. We have been able to confirm she was stabbed more than once, and that's what we know about the cause of death so far. Jessica Clark also learned more about a connection, if any, between Aiden and Tristan. What I have learned from neighbors and classmates is that the two did know each other and the two were friends. They weren't boyfriend-girlfriend, according to a classmate I spoke with, but they were friends, and that Aiden had another. Aiden had another girl who was his girlfriend. So um, they weren't boyfriend-girlfriend. Aiden had a girlfriend already, but that they were friends. That's what I'm hearing. As news of the murder and the arrest all came down, we also learned more about Tristan. Jocelyn Howard is also a reporter at First Coast News in Jacksonville. She's been following the case. You won't see anything about Tristan Bailey without the word cheerleader beside it. On, on all of her social media, you know, she has pictures of um, cheerleading everywhere, her and her friends, her cheerleading outfits, videos of her doing backflips. And she was phenomenal. And this was such a big part of her life. And so who I spoke to actually was the owner of her cheer team. And she was just telling me how vivacious of a teen this 13-year-old girl was on their cheer team. She was always ready and willing to hop in in any place that they needed to be. Um, and, you know, she cheered for three different teams overall around this time because I guess she was needed on another team. They just said that she was so full of life, was such a hard worker, was extremely talented, a great athlete. And I think that's what maybe was also so shocking to this, um, not just the neighborhood, but St. John's County to give anybody any perspective on what that county is, it's a very, most of the areas are pretty well-to-do, very quiet. You know, it's a place where people love to live. And uh, it was a shock to this community that not just this happened there, but that, you know, a girl like her who was so well-known and loved and just thought the world of her, um, that she was gone so quickly and so violently. As it turns out, another aspect of the case soon started getting attention. It had to do with the suspect, Aiden Fucci, in the backseat of a police car before he was charged in the case and as police were investigating the murder. It was known that she was going to be meeting up with Aiden that night. At least if her parents didn't know, other friends knew. So investigators were able to then go and talk to Aiden. And actually, while he was in a police car as a witness in a missing persons case, not a suspect yet. He's seen taking a, a, a selfie and posts that on self, social media asking if anybody's seen Tristan. So at that point, um, people are starting to you know wonder what's his involvement and why is he doing that and why is he doing this from the back of a police car? 
Um, and so we've now learned that actually has become evidence in the case. And it may not have been a misstep on the investigator's part to let him hold his phone in the back of a police car. According to a crime analyst I've talked to, that can be an investigative tactic to see what people do with their phones. He wasn't a suspect yet, remember? So he was a witness in a missing persons case, not handcuffed, and in the back seat of a car. And he does that. So that's popping up now as evidence. Jessica Clark says the sheriff's office has revealed additional details about what they've learned from the suspect. Aiden gave various stories that changed initially and then eventually provided admissions to what happened. Somebody asked me, so does that mean he confessed? We don't know that. We just know that the sheriff's office has said there were admissions from Aiden Fucci. Fucci remains behind bars and has made an initial appearance in front of a judge. As one crime analyst I spoke to said, completely different demeanor on that Zoom first appearance hearing than what you saw when he was somewhat cavalier in the backseat of a, of a police car taking a selfie of himself and kind of uh, teary-eyed, trying to hold back tears, kind of, you could almost see him like his head bop back, trying to push back tears. At least that's what it looked like to us. And, uh, and, and his parents show up on the Zoom call as well. He can be charged with first-degree murder. Uh, a retired police officer told me, uh, yeah, he thinks he's been charged with second-degree just to get him off the streets. And that a possible first-degree murder could be on the way. We have not seen that just yet. A 14-year-old boy faces a judge for the first time accused of stabbing a teenage girl to death. The work is far from over here. The sheriff says that they have more than 50 people working at this at any given time. And a lot of interviews lined up for coming days. Now, he also says here that anyone who is involved in Tristan's murder will be held accountable. There's no doubt in my mind, and again, I worked homicide for almost 12 years. Uh, this is nothing even nearly remote being an accident. As the investigation into Tristan Bailey's murder continues, it now known she was stabbed to death. St. John's County Sheriff Rob Hardwick leaves it open. There could be more arrests. Anybody that's involved in this case, uh, uh, here's your. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to give you a warning that we are going to hold you accountable for your actions if you helped as an accessory uh, after the fact or an accomplice prior to. He says no one is detained at the moment. As for the murder weapon, Hardwick says dive teams have recovered evidence from the three retention ponds near where Bailey's body was found, and investigators are going through that evidence. Hardwick says 14-year-old Aiden Fucci, charged with Bailey's murder, is not cooperating with investigators. Victims' advocates have been with Bailey's family daily. Hardwick says he visited Bailey's school, Patriot Oaks Academy. You, you could tell the grief is in that school. You, it feels like the walls are just uh, ready to tumble. You know, the kids are, I uh, went in the lunchroom with the seventh and eighth graders um, just to try to see what the mood was in the school. A lot of kids were missing. Uh, I, I, I just feel for them, you know. And in the meantime, there are many in the community and beyond who want to see Aiden Fucci tried as an adult. He currently is being charged as a juvenile. He's 14 years old. Many people are bombarding the state attorney's office with phone calls wanting him to be charged as an, as an adult. Uh, so there, there are some different things that would fall into place if he is charged as an adult in Florida. One, um, he would do prison time. 
if he is charged as a juvenile and sentenced as a juvenile, he wouldn't go to a prison. Also, court records would be available if he is charged as an adult. Uh, because right now in Florida, we can't uh, see the court records of uh, a juvenile. And then also, probably a different prison or detention facility would come into play if he is charged and sentenced as an adult. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight, the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million families building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com slash odyssey. That's greenlight.com slash odyssey. As the investigation continues, Tristan is being remembered by her family and friends, vigils, and a recent celebration of life. All of it to honor and remember the life of a 13-year-old girl, now gone. I went to the cheer memorial. That was um, the day after um, she. it was announced that she was murdered. And I never saw anything like it because a lot of us journalists, we've been to vigils, we've been to uh, funerals. It's pretty common. Tragedies happen. And unfortunately, um, you know, we we go and um, observe the community and let everybody know what's going on. But in this case, I've never been to something where they had the parents step aside. And this cheer team is like a team of all different age groups. So um, they're all girls and boys that are about probably 15 and under, I would say. And the parents stepped aside and the kids came together and had this vigil together and were leaning on each other and crying on each other. And it was very eerie to watch these children console each other like adults, you know, brushing each other's hair back, wiping each other's tears. And that was something that really hit home that showed me, wow, this this is unique, this child's life. And the fact that children are mourning like adults was disturbing. It was so sad. And I think that's what is kind of given this case some a different angle maybe than some others because unfortunately we do see murder cases, but a child murdered is, it's just... It's different. It hits differently for a lot of people, unfortunately. It's, it's been a really sad moment for the community here. But something else has been going on, an intense social media buzz about the case that has taken on a life of its own, not always in a good way. And then the social media aspect of this is very disheartening, just so crude and so mean. And I just, you just kind of shake your head going, is this what teenagers say now on social media. And some of them, you know, comments, she deserved it. Um, what happened to her beforehand? It is greatly disturbing to, seeing, to see what's happening on social media. It just makes you kind of wonder where we are in society when our children are saying these things. It, it's a big... Uh... A big mess right now on social media. I think this gives this case a, a life of its own. Whenever you think about, um, you know, 
of course, everybody's on social media and talks about different cases on social media. But you and me as adults, we have a life outside social media as well. Kids, a lot of times, it's school social media bed. Their lives are in social media. And this is a case where kids are extremely involved in this case. Either they're witnesses, they went to school with each other around here. So this is a huge conversation for them. So law enforcement, of course, they always scour social media, but my guess is this is a little bit of a different case for them as well in the fact of policing social media to look for suspects. One thing that was very interesting that we saw, it was terrible, it was sad, but it was unexpected. I didn't, I didn't see it coming. It was not, it was unexpected on my end. Seeing on social media trolls pop up, that's what I think kind of makes this case a little different is that children are, you know, really paying attention to it. There were trolls that popped up. We don't know if they're local. We don't know, um, or at least us as journalists, law enforcement probably knows. We're trying to figure out who they are, but they started profiles almost celebrating the crime which was absolutely terrible. Of course, now Tristan Bailey's social media pages have turned into memorials for her of people commenting on her pictures of, you know, we loved you or I never got to know you, but I love seeing you smile in the hallway and things like that. But then a troll would pop up underneath it and say something along the lines of celebrating the crime and almost taunting these people who are mourning. And there were profiles who even said that they um, were with the suspect before and after it happened. And so, of course, people are reporting these profiles to uh, the sheriff's office. And the sheriff's office had to come back and make a big post and say, we checked out all of these profiles that you guys have been sending us. Thank you to the community for you know sending us these tips. Uh, but these these profiles have nothing to do with the crime. And so it's just kind of taken on a different in a different investigation than something that I've seen before, having social media be so prominent in this, I think, because it involves such young people. Um, but yeah, so that was that was one big thing from the community aspect too. I don't know if these trolls are from the community, if they just came in from outside to cause trouble. Don't know if some of them are the real people of their pictures, uh, but it's uh it was, it was disturbing to see that. Social media has also fueled misinformation, something Jocelyn Howard has addressed on air with First Coast News. Now let's debunk some incorrect rumors. First, there are rumors circulating alleging Fucci had a prior juvenile record. Juvenile records are sealed. First Coast News has confirmed with law enforcement sources that is not the case. Second, there is a petition circulating with tens of thousands of signatures as of late this afternoon that alleges a sexual assault occurred. Officials say Tristan was found clothed and so far there is no indication of sexual assault. There are also certain social media accounts that have published posts suggesting they were part of the crime. According to the sheriff's office, these accounts have been investigated and they have nothing to do with it. The sheriff's office says at this time there are no other suspects to the crime, but they are investigating the possibility that someone could have been involved as an accessory after the fact. Here is what we don't know at this time. Has the murder weapon been recovered? The sheriff says he hopes his team has collected it, but deputies won't know until forensics come back. Will Aiden Fucci be tried as an adult? Florida law leaves that up to the state attorney's office. That has not been determined yet. Recently, we learned that Aiden Fucci appears to be getting a new attorney. Well, let me tell you what we know so far. The attorney for 14-year-old Aiden Fucci filed a motion today to completely withdraw 
as counsel in the case. That's according to the state attorney's office this afternoon. Fucci is charged, as you say, with second-degree murder in the death of the St. John's County teenager Tristan Bailey, who was just a seventh grader in St. Augustine. The motion comes exactly one week after Fucci was arrested by the St. John's County Sheriff's Office. At this time, it's unclear why Fuji's attorney filed this motion and stepped down from the case, but we are keeping track as well of another major decision in this case, and that will be, will Fuji be tried as an adult? He has made only one appearance in court, and that was on May 11th. And during that hearing, a circuit judge ordered Fuji to remain in the juvenile detention center for at least 21 days or until his detention is extended by the courts. For now, as the investigation continues and the legal process plays out, Family and friends mourn the loss of 13-year-old Tristan and remember her as she was. And the sheriff has made a request. Give families the time and space to grieve. This school is grieving. This community is grieving. Tristan is not coming back. They loved her in school. And we have a person charged for a murder. So I ask you again, I ask you nicely, I asked you yesterday the same thing, that you give respect to the family. In the school up there, you've got a principal who's dealing with a, with a large community of K-8 through parents and kids trying to grieve a murder, not a missing child anymore, by the way, a murder of a 13-year-old girl, Tristan Bailey, who's not coming back. So I ask you again, please give this school some respect so they can get the proper grieving in there for these kids and get them home safe and get them through this week and finish out this school year. For True Crime Chronicles, I'm Will Johnson. We'll be back next week with a new case and a new story.